Welcome to the Comedy Best Kept Secret Tour Podcast. I'm here with Robbie Collins, a brilliant South African comedian. And uh, two days, two days in a row. Um, you're very funny. Thank you for doing the podcast. Thank you, bro. So are you, man. This is a really fucking cool city. It's a really fucking cool scene. It's um, it's growing so much. Yes. Like comedy is probably the fastest growing entertainment yeah. industry right now in South Africa. Yeah. Um, I mean, it speaks it speaks to culture, right? You guys. You guys basically, you got your independence, you got, you got on, you know, you became uh, non-censored in the 90s. So we're talking. Yeah, it's, so it's very new. So it's a 20, 25, 30 year old it's very art new. form. You know, the beautiful thing right now in South African comedy, um, myself and many other comedians, we, grew, we were born in apartheid, right. but grew up in the new democracy. Yeah, so how incredible. We experienced the hatred and the heart pain from the past yeah. through our parents yeah. and through the transition of apartheid right. into the new democracy, but we've also benefited from the new democracy. Yeah. So we can play on the new, the new South Africa, but we also can't forget the old South Africa because right. we've experienced it, and you still experience it. We still have racism and stuff. Yeah. But I'll be honest, and I, I, I haven't been here long enough maybe, maybe to say this, but it feels like you guys are getting there faster than even what we're doing, even still in the U.S. A big thing in South Africa is that people of color are the majority here. Right. In America, people of color are the minority. Still the minority, right. So as, as all the shit we know that's happening in the States, am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All, all the shit that's happening in the States, as wrong as we know it is, is I feel like people of color are still minorities and they're not really heard yeah. as much as the previously disadvantaged right. um, South Africans who, who can be like, yo, this is bullshit. Everybody, yeah. So it's everybody. Yeah. And, and, and I'm sure you've seen from just the room we play, um, it's very mixed. Yeah, this yeah this is very mixed. It's extremely And it's mixed. different because the part of town that I'm staying in is not mixed at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and the place that I went to party the first night that I went out, not mixed at all. Uh, you know, so it was interesting to see this. This is, a, this is, I mean, this is like in kind of like a rich mall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, it is. Mauro's Arch, where we are right now, was built, and it was meant to be a city where pe they're meant to be housing, like, like these very lavish flats. Yeah. Shopping malls and people didn't have to leave this area. Right. That's what the intention that was. That was the goal. Yeah. And then somehow that changed. Um, but you know, with South African comedy, I call it the pre-Trevenoa phase, and then the post-Trevenoa phase. When you said you were a comedian before Trevor became this household name that yeah. he is throughout the world, people looked at you funny. Interesting. Yeah. Because comedy was a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Saying that you're going to be a comedian in this country, or even an actor, yeah. was fucking outlandish. How are you going to make money from this thing? Right. You're going to talk shit on stage? That's, and how, that's how they still look at it in the U.S. when you tell so, people. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. So, so, like, with Trevor, and especially Trevor, Trevor's an anomaly, man. Sure. <laughs> so, Trevor came at the perfect time for this country, and that's why his voice is so important. A colored guy, it, what we call colored in South yeah. Africa, which is mixed throughout the world. Right. Black mom, Swiss white dad. Yeah. Speaks a bunch of languages. Right. Good looking young dude. Yeah. He's speaking for everyone. Right, right. Everyone feels like he's part of them. Right. 
So his voice was so essential in us growing as a country, apart from him just being a great and very talented act. Yeah. And I was fortunate. No problem, guys. <laughs> so I was very fortunate. So I was very fortunate to be able to open for Trevor from okay. his first one man oh, that's show. That's that's incredible. And become friends with the guy you spend so much time on the road together yeah of course but like from day walk times and you saw how he grew hotels got better transportation got better <laughs> right <laughs> like now it's in, we're in private jets yeah but i saw how the country and now the world just went oh this is our guy this yeah. is a new voice yeah especially in this time this day and age in the world where there's a guy who who's experienced both things, both spectrums. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and what Trevor does is, is pretty amazing. I think, I think comedy is so important to all, all nations, especially a new nation yeah. like South Africa. Right. So it's, the first, it's the first art form where you can speak your mind right. and really bring levity to a situation. Yeah, definitely. We, we have so much responsibility as comedians. And I know some guys are like, no, nah, I'm just going to do jokes or whatever. Yeah. But you do have a responsibility. Yeah. As whatever your race is, a white guy, a black guy, an Indian guy, a color guy, whatever you are, you do have a responsibility because there's certain things that we all live by that aren't us. Yeah. Whatever your race is, like there's certain things we go, I'm not that. Yeah. It's like, why should I be in the category of I'm a racist because I'm a white guy. Yeah. Or I'm a thief because I'm a black guy. Right. Oh, oh, so there's a bunch of things. That's why, like, stereotypes, such a tough one where you go, especially in South Africa where, and I didn't do it tonight, but I did it yesterday, where people of color have horrible negative stereotypes in this yeah. country. And white people still have... being a, The stereotype of not being able to dance is a hor is a very positive stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Like right. you can still get a fucking <laughs> home loan with no rhythm, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, right, so, right, right, so right. On the spectrum of what they could say about you, yeah. exactly. So that's the thing, and this is the voice, and and especially performing to an older white crowd in South Africa. Yeah, who some of them, the only interaction with black people are the helpers at home, right? It's their domestic workers. Yeah. So, and especially in this country, uh, th that's one job that's looked down upon. Yeah. Well, because what's interesting is is we. I don't know who was it. It's either Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle, and they're both prolific, so you forget. But uh, somebody was, was trying to put in perspective how, how, how short ago slavery, racism, all these things were. He's like, he's like that, was two, that was just two grandpas ago, right? Yeah, yeah. But for you guys, it was like your parents. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. It, it was right now. My mom was arrested a few times fighting up against the struggle. My, yeah. Like I said on stage, my mom was a nun, and um, the Catholic Church at the time did a lot of things to fight apartheid. Yeah. She's been arrested numerous times. Just for being a nun? Just, no, no, just for fighting up against it. Yeah. Because they were taking people in. They yeah. were fighting. Lots of priests, that my, good friends with my mom that I know personally, they were transporting political prisoners. No shit. Um, trying to get them from city to city yeah. while they were running away from the government at the time. So you know, the worst thing is in this country is that um, w not all. Some white people have this attitude because now lots of black people are in power. Our yeah. government is a black government. Yeah. They feel like we all just doing well. Yeah. Which is bullshit. Right. It's going to take a long time yeah. for
push it to start equaling out. Right, right, right. So it's a very thing of get over. It's like, no, bro. Like, I have an uncle who was shot during the struggle. Yeah. Who has bullet wounds. Yeah. Like, you can't tell. We, it's, it's not even. No, that's. Uh, who it's, it's like. Oh, that's Louis C.K. He's got a joke about people are like, people are like, get over it. Slavery. And they keep adding. They're like, slavery was 500 years ago. And it's like, no, it wa- no, it very much was not. It, you it was so soon ago. It was so soon, and with <laughs> all these, with all these evil systems, yep. uh, from apartheid to the Nazis to slavery, whatever it is, they were so well done yeah. that it's going to take so long to undo them. Right. So yeah, a black guy can walk anywhere in this country now. Yeah. But his opportunities, his chances in life, <laughs> his chances in life. It's very difficult. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Trevor's an exception. Right. Trevor's a big exception. Yeah. Where you staying now, Auckland Park, Trevor grew up like a few, like maybe 10 minutes away. No shit. Like proper hood stuff. The yeah. fact that he's got one of the biggest jobs in comedy. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's, an, that's a dream for yeah. any comedian in this world. It's interesting, man. And I didn't realize how, um, how similar our countries were till I got here, man. Really, the way the way we handle a lot of things is very similar. The way the way that we communicate is very similar. Uh, the fact that you guys have a uh, a president in in, uh, in power right now that's not that popular, but um, it's you started it's, very popular. It's pretty similar. Well, that's and that's kind of well, that's I mean that could be foreshadowing to what we have to deal with. So yeah. from what I understand, you correct me when I'm wrong, just to catch people up. Uh, this is Zuma is in power uh, almost eight years, and he was impeached like almost four years ago. No, no, no. Um, so, Zuma's been in power. Uh, our previous president was impeached. Okay. And then we had a president for like a year. Yeah. <laughs> in between. And like then Zuma was elected. And then Zuma was elected. And now Zuma's president. And then they've just voted a new ANC president, Cyril Ramaphosa. He was one of the original guys who was in jail with Mandela. No shit. Very good businessman. Yeah. Very good businessman. Um, so he's probably going to be our next president. Yes. But they've asked uh, Zuma to step down. Countless times. but And he's refusing. You know the thing with Zuma's? <laughs> he's not a stupid man. And people make him out to be stupid. And I think they get confused because of his, his lack of ability to speak English. Okay. So, like, interesting. Uh, comedians a few years ago used to make a lot of jokes about how he reads and all that shit. Yeah. But in his normal mother tongue, he's amazing. Yeah. So, and, and I think people throughout the world, I, I feel like we get mixed up with uh, knowledge of English and intelligence. Yeah. He's a very well, smart that's how man. a lot of us feel about the, the American president. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, but he only knows English. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's you know what I mean? So, so, like, with Zuma, he's a very really smart man. Also, I feel like lots of people have become corrupt in our government. Yeah. So it's almost like, yeah, we wish we could make him step down. Yeah. But he's got probably got files on so many people. Yeah. Like he could probably tell us shit about Mandela. Right, right, <laughs> you know, right. You know right, what right. I mean? Yeah. Mandela's our hero, but I, I don't know. I feel like all politicians have some fucking secret, bro. It's a dirty business, man. It's as a dirty much game. as Obama's loved, I feel like there's something about Obama would probably upset us. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I just, I just feel like don't politi- bring Obama into this. <laughs> I just feel like with all politicians, <laughs> yeah, there's no, some secret yeah. that might upset right. us. Well, and, and well, but, but let's, but let's, but let's speak honestly. That, that that's just being human. 
Yeah, There's something about that. me that nobody should know. There's some shit yeah, about yeah, you dude. that nobody should know. It's and as soon as we put you in that position where we go, look, mm-hmm. you need to be flawless on all edges, then it gets, it's hypocritical. I, it actually is against what we're doing comedically. As comedians, we go, we're all fucked up. Yeah. This is my fuck up. This is your fuck up. Let's talk about it. But as politicians, we go, no, 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 no. We're all normal. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a scary thing. That's why, like, like I use Bill Cosby and Richard Pryor, a great example. Richard Pryor was known for telling us about his drug abuse. Yeah. Hitting women. Yes. Him being the biggest fuck up. Yeah. Boo Cosby was known for being the clean comedian uh-huh. who told black people how to behave. Yes. He kept saying, pull up your pants. You get shot by cops because you look like thugs. Yes. All that shit. So when Richard Pryor got in all this shit, people were like, no, it's cool. Yeah. Simply because he was honest with this right. shit. Boo Cosby kept telling us that we are fuck up. Yeah. So I feel like when Cosby got called out, Black people who even defended OJ, who yeah. was the most guilty. Right, <laughs> like, right. For Bull Cosby, they're like, go oh, fuck yourself, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, you always try to make yourself feel like you're better than us. Well, Hannibal, that was the exact, I mean, that's the, sp- that's the exact speech. Yeah, so it's like, this, this, the, the truth defends itself. Sure. And yeah. y- I cannot be angered at you for telling me some shit that I knew, that right. you told me first. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. if you've told me the thing, cool right you yeah. haven't broken a crime <laughs> yeah you know what i mean so, so yeah. it's the um, i think we all we all have our demons and as comedians and i think i'm learning this the more i do comedy i've been doing it for nine years now i feel like the more vulnerable i am the more i show my true self yeah. the more i'm doing better on stage the audience responds they appreciate it yeah because the worst thing you can do is just is is, is block them out yeah there's, yeah. there's all I don't know, Dan, like, th- there's a feeling you give an audience. Yeah. Jokes are jokes, man. I've, I've gotten over the fact that, oh, this joke is hilarious. No, yeah. fuck that. The thing is, you've made them feel a thing. Yeah. Like, people come back to a good feeling. Yeah. You, you date a girl, you date a guy because there's a feeling you get when you're around that person. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the yeah. sex might be good. That's going to stop. But yeah, there's just yeah. a feeling you have being around a person. And I think that's what I'm trying to figure and tap into with my comedy that when people walk away, they go, oh, that's funny. And, but damn, I felt yeah. like I felt a connection there. Right. There was, this guy's not just telling jokes. He's telling something where I go, oh, I see. I see it. That's, his, that's, that's real. That's his life. Yeah. That's, what we're, that's what I was saying with Jason about um, live comedy. The, the difference between watching comedy on television and being a live audience oh, yeah, is... is is enough to make you understand why comedians do what they do. Oh, yeah. Because it it's just an electric energy that's in the room when it's done properly. It, sometimes I find myself, like I watched you yesterday for the first time, and it was cool because then I go, I do this thing, Yeah. but this is so special. Yeah. In the sense that I love that thing when I watch a comedian and I go, this is dope, but I can't do it, even yeah. though I do what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That about my set? No, yeah, that's where that's where I go. Comic special for me. Yeah, where I go. Jokes are jokes. I don't give a fuck about jokes. Yeah. my mother can tell you a joke. Yeah, <laughs> but there's a thing when you you break that barrier. Yeah, and you know more the entertainer. Now you're their friend. Yeah, and then they're going. This is our guy. Yeah, last night was really. I mean, last night for me was really special because it was like it had all it had all this nervous energy of like i don't what if they don't know what i'm talking about what it's like yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like and, and it's that it's that first step i mean you've gone overseas you've gone everywhere it's my first it's my first jump into does this shit 
hold up everywhere. Right. And right. and last night was I was I was so vulnerable it's and so scared. That feeling is fucking yeah. Nervous. Where yeah. you're going, because you, you know what happens with that experience? It, it no more becomes, am I funny? It means, am I, am I understood? Yeah, am I a human? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Where, where they go, oh shit, um, he's saying some stuff that I feel. Yeah. And, and I think that's a big thing. A joke, like I've seen, I've. You know, like when you're on stage and, and you go, my joke is doing better than I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you go, I'm riding on my joke, not on me being funny. Yeah. And that's from living in the experience. That's why I always tell guys, like guys who sit at home and write like jokes and jokes. I'm like, yeah, cool. I can write an hour every day. It don't mean shit right. until I make changes a lot. Right, right. Like, writing jokes at home is a good practice, but it means nothing. Yeah. There's a, that's why being on the road... That's why it's so important. Like I'm in New York from the end of this month, and I'm like, I just want to be there, yeah, and and see, and 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 that will help me write material for everyone, right? Like right. I try and write material for everyone in South Africa, but I want to write material for everyone in the world. Yeah, and it, it does. It becomes it becomes a thing where you you start to edit down, and as a comedian, you're always trying to find the most, uh, the truest expression of humanity. Yeah. And being able to go across different cultures, you really figure out that these are things that people are feeling and everybody's the same. It's fucking, it's fantastic. It actually, it, it, it connects the world in a lot of ways. Definitely. Uh, it, we have a responsibility. As people who have the freedom to voice their opinion, Yeah. we have a responsibility, but we have a responsibility to unite more than divide. Yeah. I think that's a big thing. And whether that's coming through a dick joke, whether that's coming yeah. through whatever, there's there is a responsibility. Yeah. Like when I'm on stage, I don't feel like I'm responsible to my race. I feel like I'm responsible to human beings yeah. in general. Where I'm going, if I'm gonna talk about white people, I don't want to write all white people off. If yeah. I'm gonna say something that has to do with race issues, I don't want all white people to feel like they're racist. Because yeah. I, I dated white girls. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So where I'm like, I know there's not everyone, but it's it's so tricky because at the end of the day you still got to remember you're an entertainer and you you're not trying to preach to them yeah yeah that's and that's and that's the interesting thing and that's what i've seen in people's careers over over time is is once they start to get a really strong opinion sometimes it does sometimes it gets to that point where they 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 once you re once you know that you are successful as a comedian then sometimes the ego gets to you and 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 what happens is you go well i know what's funny mm. and then then you start talking to the crowd and you're trying to tell them what's funny as opposed to just creating right. the funny and i've seen that happen to so many guys and some of them come out of it some of them never come out of it it's it, a crazy crazy thing it's a tough one uh fuck, who was who was that dude I'm trying to think of uh, like i watched a nina simone documentary the other day nina simone yeah okay i'll hold it I appreciate you, man. I'll holler at you in a while. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so you saw, uh, you saw a Nina Simone. I watched a Nina Simone documentary, and that was happening, and she has made a name for herself, and then the civil rights happened. Yeah. And she... So you're talking mid-60s? Mid-60s, uh, where jazz was still seen as a popular music. Sure. And then she almost went too deep into the civil rights. Yeah. Where people kind of had a... Right, if I listen to her music, then I'm taking a stance. Yeah, yeah, and it became real weird. She's like, she'd have records where she'd just 
play a piano and just like speak over the song. No shit, yeah. Like just say speeches, like yeah, like proper like hectic shit. Right. Where she was like, I hate white people kind right, of stances. Right. And then it's it's a, it's a balance, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. It's it's a balance that not all artists get correct, but it's there is a responsibility to say something. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like the different times require different efforts. Sure. Where maybe you got to say a bit more about a thing. Right. And I think South Africa, like South Africa, two years, three years ago, politics was a big thing in our comedy. Right. And I think right now we're in a space in our country where we're not too sure exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, not like we're going to go into something fucking crazy, but where we're just like, okay, we're going to wait it out. And yeah. We all Interesting. right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then we had that. So when when uh, when the last Bush, uh, George H. W. Bush was in, everything was about politics. Everything was whatever. And then we had Obama, and then we just chilled out, and nothing was about politics. Doesn't nobody want to talk about politics? And now Trump's back in, and we all want to talk about it, but we all feel like scarred a little bit, and we're like not sure how to approach it. So even when you try to approach it with the crowds, it's like this. It's the soft spot. And I felt it tonight. So I, or, well, last night. So last night, I didn't know. So I just, I just tried to draw a little bit of the, uh, of, of the relationship between your president and our president. And I could feel the crowd like, like relate to that moment. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I did the one joke. Tonight, I, t I, went, I went two jokes further. And, then, uh, and they were kind of like, well, we don't know. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And so that, you know, so that was kind of to my detriment. But, but, but you can feel it in the room. And, uh, and it, you, it's an interesting, palpable thing. It's so tricky speaking about this shit. Like... I feel like it's cool when guys don't bother that much about politics because even with the Trump thing, yeah, I feel when I was in New York in July for like three weeks, there weren't many Trump jokes. There yeah. were some Trump yeah. jokes, but there weren't that many. Right. And I feel like it's a, when, when, almost like when your government starts fucking up so much, as a people, we need to start uniting yeah. more. Where we go, let's not try and divide who's with and who's against this person yeah 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 let's figure out who's together as human beings yeah because at the end of the day no matter what you stand for those guys don't give a fuck right in the white house in parliament yeah. here in south africa they're gonna do what they're gonna do right whether you're a supporter of them right or yes. not that's a good point that's every good point. president has let down their own supporters at some time sure sure everyone yeah so there's that moment of where we go, no man, we are the people. We can fucking we put this person in power. We can also empower ourselves at the right. same time. Yeah. Like this isn't gonna be this person isn't gonna determine my happiness, my success. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and there's something beautiful that happens. Pharrell Williams said it. Um after every turmoil Space that a country goes through. Something happened. Something special happened to the art. Yeah. During Vietnam War, the music that came out of America was probably the best ever. Yeah, right. The 70s music, yeah. R&B, the rock. Yeah, yeah. And because people go, fuck, we need to find something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that happened with Bush. <laughs> yeah. Like comedians, like seeing what happened out of America with, with South Africa, yeah. with Jacob Zuma, the comedy Blue yeah, with, huge, yeah. with, with Jacob Zuma, yeah. Trevor, Lois Okola, a bunch of guys because people go, we need to find something else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I feel like that's almost going to happen with Trump. Yeah. I no, feel, I, I think you're right, yeah. I feel like 
Chappelle touches on it, where he's such a fuck up that he can bring positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From us, right? Making the decision. Yeah, to yeah, go, yeah. This is so evil. We need to find some other joy. We need to find some other way of fighting the system. Yeah, yeah. And that's where, as artists, we dig deeper. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah, like whatever. And we well, yeah, we we kind of we put that we put like a shroud up to this. And we say we're not. We say we're all kind of in agreement that this isn't what we want to talk about because yeah. it just divides us all. Yeah, yeah. So then you go here and you branch into and and this is where humanity is anyway. This is all. This is all bullshit anyway. Exactly. Politics is all bullshit. So then when you get when you spread into humanity, yeah, there's some there's, there's something there's something special about it. It's you're not wrong. You're not yeah, wrong. Yeah, it's it's a tough one because you you can't call it, but all you got to do is try and. Find your space in it, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I was saying this to a friend. Comedy's become tougher as a comedian. Um, usually you're the voice of the people. Now you, I feel like as comedians, we're becoming the um, mediator. Sure. Because yes. with, with Twitter and social media, the jokes that you do as a comedian, everyone's done this shit on Twitter. Yeah. Twitter has comedians yeah, themselves. Right, right, right. People will never go on stage but are fucking funny. Yeah. So if something happens, you're on stage tomorrow, they've made this shit trend, they've touched yeah. every angle on right. the topic. So when you come on stage, you need to find another special angle. Right. So I right. feel like what's happening on Twitter and social media, like the guys are really dope at it. Yeah. They're like yeah, memes yeah. and all those right, things. Right. So as a comedian, we have to be. You need to pick another lane, yeah. More creative. They're like, oh yeah, no, we heard that one. We saw that meme. Yeah, yeah, we know. Like, and and also. And that's and you're right. I mean, that's what I respect. It's like when when a guy and like guy starts talking about a topic and you think it's gonna go somewhere and then he goes the other way and you're like, fuck, man, that's that's fucking brilliant. And that's and that's that moment. And I think and I think you're right. I think audiences are getting smarter to that effect because I know as a comedian, I watch a guy, he starts a topic, and then I start, I go somewhere in my head. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. either going to go down the same road as me, he's going to go down a road that I think is inferior, or he's going to go down a better road. And that's how I judge right. his comedy is whether right. or not he did the easy road or he took it to another place. Uh, and I think I think audiences are starting to to, to to understand that that straight path. I always use my mom as an indicator, where I go. When I am my mom and my aunts saying shit. Yeah. Then oh, like, then, yeah, then, then it's I'm out. like, okay, cool. It's hack. I'm like, you guys are already making these jokes? <laughs> right. Nah. Yeah, it's you over. You know what I mean? Like, it's done. You, you need to come fresh. Yeah. Whether we're talking about our presidents, whether we're talking about whatever, we got to hit them with another angle. Yeah. When I see the norm, everyday person. Right. Touching those angles, I'm like I'm out. Yeah, that's so but funny. That's 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 exactly how I feel. But I n I've never verbalized it like yeah, that. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm now. I'm not educating you. I'm yeah, not, I'm not yeah. giving you something yeah. fresh. You already on it. No, let's 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 go there. Yeah. So it's it's a tough one, but it's also like the games change. The yeah. world is smaller. Yeah. Uh, from social media, like. Uh, Meeting well, this th last night we went to a bar last night. What was the name of that bar? We'll just shout it out. Uh, La Santa. La Santa in Melville. Yeah, La Santa. in Melville. I looked around at one point and I said, and I threw a Snapchat and I and I wrote, South Africa or Brooklyn? Yeah, you because everyone in that fucking place lives in like Williamsburg right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and people were hanging out with uh, uh, Mo's Mo's girl there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rebecca. Uh, and the and and all the people we were we were around, uh, they were telling me they were like, yeah, this bar is in Copenhagen, uh, this bar is in in Nairobi, 
the same bar is it in. It could be anywhere. It's everywhere. But but you see that, like, I remember, like, we had very close family friends. Um, they stay in Miami. My mom taught the daughter. And uh, the lady happened to study with Bill Clinton. Yeah. I was fortunate to meet Bill Clinton no shit. when I was a kid. Uh, he came down to South Africa. We met up with him. Very cool guy. No, he just like sex on and everything. Normal hangout. Like, normal thing. It was, yeah. it was, he was president. Yeah. So, it was security and everything. He came down to South Africa to see Mandela. And it was crazy. But I remember meeting this American back yeah. then was like, that's guys from America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the shit we see on TV, the music we listen to, all that yeah. shit. Now, meeting an American, no disrespect, <laughs> but it's like, you're just American. Because yeah. we, we yeah. follow a bunch of people on yeah. Snapchat, on Instagram, on Facebook, Twitter. We know what you're doing in life. Yeah. We know how you dress. You're not yeah. coming to bring... It's the same. Yeah. You, like, you're not going to bring a sneaker to South Africa yeah. and be like, yo, you see this shit? Right, <laughs> right, like, right. Now you're like... Dude, I just got these. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But it's the game's changed. Yeah. As in, the world is a lot smaller. So we... we Everybody has access to everything. Everybody. That's what's crazy. So that thing with, like, Brooklyn, like somebody could have easily seen that right on instagram yeah. or somebody could have easily been there yeah. what you, like i i can talk about um, i've been to america once yeah i can talk about the shit like i've been there yeah yeah for yeah. 10 years yeah as in i know what's happening dude a song drops before you had to wait for the shit to get into a, a music store right right or cop or, or tape it off the radio right <laughs> right <laughs> Now I'll, I'll go and I'll get it right now. Yeah. Yo, Bruno Mars said his thing's dropping. I'll get it now. Right now. Yeah, that's what, that's somebody last night. Where were we? So we, 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 we a bunch of cultures are mixed together and they were like, yo, do you hear the new, uh, do you hear the new Bruno Cardi? And they were like, yeah, I heard it yesterday. You're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're, not bringing, you're so not bringing me anything. It's changed so much. That's man. crazy. Like I, 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 I always use my mom as an example. Like sometimes my mom will tell me shit. I'm like, where the fuck do you hear this? Like, How oh, did you know? Right. Yeah. Somebody shared it on Facebook. Oh, yeah. okay. You telling me about rappers? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's changed so much. That's why, like, as comedians, because comedy is difficult. We all know this. Every comedian, I think it's the hardest art form. Yeah. In a sense, uh, with music, <laughs> <laughs> we do a podcast. I'll see, I'll see you now. Please give me a Hansa <laughs> Please give me a beer, Hansa on my tab. Do you want no, something? No, no, I'm great. Okay. Thank you. So, so, like, for example, what was it? So this is difficulty with comedy. Doesn't matter who the fuck you are. And I think that's why so many comedians, people are like, oh, so-and-so fell off. It's like they didn't fall off. They started living in another world where yeah. they're no more in touch right. with our world. Right. You, you speak on behalf of these people. Mm -hmm. You speak, you speak up from experience that they can relate this to. This is what I heard about Tracy Morgan. It was a bunch of guys were on tour with Tracy Morgan. He's going out there talking about how he's a millionaire. And the crowd was like, bro, we don't, we don't know what that is. Nah, bro. We don't know what that's like. We don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, dude, I love watching an audience laugh at another comedian, laugh with another comedian. Yeah. There's a, there's a body behavior that audience do where a joke is told and they laugh and they move their bodies forward. Yeah. And it's them nodding to the shit. Yeah. They're, they're saying, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever watched an audience laugh? It's that thing of, they don't, audience don't laugh up straight. They move forward. They yeah. nod him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're getting you. They start shaking somebody <laughs> next to him. Ah, and you know? it, yeah. it's a beautiful thing to watch yeah. from the stage because yeah. they're saying, we see your shit. So now with the comedian, that's why it becomes difficult the bigger you get as a comedian because you start living in a world that's yeah. no more the everyday man's world. Yes. So like, the, and what makes comedy hard is that whoever you love, Richard Pryor, Chappelle, CK, whatever, 
I like you. I think you're amazing. But don't do those jokes I know. Yeah, <laughs> right. If you watch Michael Jackson, yeah. You want to hear Billy G. You want to hear the song. Don't right. tell me. Yeah. Don't sing the song you thought up last yeah. night, Michael. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to sing along Matt, with you. Matt, uh, Matt McCarthy, very funny comic. He has he has a whole bit where he goes through the whole thing where if he comes up on stage right now and does his entire album from last year and he goes through like the facial expressions of the audience uh, and it, it's it's wild. It's hilarious. No, dude, it, it's crazy. Like I know I've, I've seen people come to shows like regular faces. First time, do the joke, love it. Second yeah. time, they're like, yeah, cool. I like that joke. It's nice to hear it. Yeah. Third time, they're like, fuck off. <laughs> Give me another out. joke. Yeah. Like, they're literally like, oh, no. Yeah. And like, people don't understand that to write a good 20 minutes that can work anyway can take you up to five years, bro. It takes forever. Yeah. Uh, like and, you, and it's just constant edits and it's constant, like, like, skim downs. Like, I know, like, sometimes, like, I don't invite people to my shows. Right. We all make the mistake as young comedians. We have everybody come out, come yeah. on out, come see me, all this, you know? But people don't get it because they go, oh, you're doing that joke. But I'm like, yeah, I'm doing that joke. Because it's not perfect yet. But I've also added five new things to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, You're hearing the subject. Right. You're not hearing the detail. Yeah, all the friends of mine, they'll be like, nah, I already, I already heard yeah, that like, joke. No, like, bro. no, you have not. It's like, dude, did you not see the callback? Did you not see that? <laughs> right. It's like, no, bro, you spoke about this. I tied it in with my grandparents' relationship. Yeah, like, Are you kidding me? So, so uh, that's why, like, people, if people want to come to my show, they can come. Like, people yeah. I know. Otherwise, I don't go out there inviting yeah. people. Because I'm like, you know. Some people don't understand the arts of comedy. Right. And the, and the bull. They don't understand how much juggling is happening. So you just think that I'm reciting things. I'm like, no, bro. I'm fucking making this dope. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm getting a kick I'm out of it. I'm entering each of these people, it's m their minds yeah. and their souls. Did you not hear I said two sentences more that <laughs> made this joke better? <laughs> and it tied in the entire experience. Yes. You're going, yeah. oh, wow. I'm talking about vaginas again. But it's, it's like, no, man. Did you not understand the analogy yeah. of vagina to Mother Earth and the core and the, you know. Yeah, like this funny. shit has a message now, whatever it is. So, yeah, as, as look, I have so much respect for comedians. And uh, I always say this to younger comics when they ask advice. I'm like, I can give you advice, but I can't give you the answers to what yeah, you need. right. Simply because, thank you so much, sir. Simply, be, simply because... You, you have to, to do it. You need to be on stage. Yeah, people come up to me after a show. They'll go, hey, man, I love what you did. Uh, well, how do I do this? Right? And it's like there's that, there's that naivete where they're just like, they see it and they go, well, you did it, so it's got to be easy, right? And then they go, what do you do? How do you do this? And then you do the answer that you tell them, and you can tell from their eyes that they're not serious about the thing. You go, well, you just got to go to an open mic, and you got to start. No, I do and, then, and then you see the, the, the enthusiasm drain away. Yeah. Uh, and then you're like, well, you're not gonna, you're not gonna do it. You know how many people will be like, yo, you smoke weed? I don't smoke weed at all. People are like, you smoke weed before you go on? Like, no. Did you get drunk before you go on stage? Like, why would I? Why on no, earth would I want that? I'm gonna be in full control. I of need to shit. right. I need to be my sharpest. <laughs> you know, this, this is the thing, the deceiving thing of comedians. And if you don't really love this shit, you're gonna, f you're gonna stop immediately. A good comedian will make this job seem like the easiest shit right. in the world. Right. He's just talking up there. That's a, all he's doing. Dude, a great comedian makes anyone feel like they can do it. Yeah. Because yeah. they're going, yeah, but I know that. Yeah. I know. I, that happened to me. Yeah. So you don't understand that the guys try to figure out all of you. First of all, you're having a conversation. 
with a hundred fucking strangers yeah. at one time. Right. And, and you had to find and you had to find the the, the the seamlessness of that scenario. So and you gotta work backwards sometimes, you yeah. gotta work backwards, forwards and find the lane. So you don't get that this homie has worked out so precisely how to incorporate all of us. And how each word leading up to yeah. it makes a difference. That's why I was struggling the the first night before I went on stage, I was like going through my jokes in my head word for word to even see if all of those words mean the same words here. Because if I say the wrong word, yeah. then it, the whole thing falls over. Like, like in New York, I had to ask a couple questions. Like I didn't know, like a trolley that we call it here in South Africa. Subway. Uh, uh, no, a trolley in America, you guys call it a shopping cart. Oh, no shit. No, no, no. And here's the one that I got was this guy told me to go down. I, I went past the thing and he goes, go back to the robots. And I was like, oh, I don't yeah, know yeah. what the fuck you're talking yeah. about. It took me five days. A robot is an intersection. Robots yeah, yeah, yeah. is the intersection. It, it's so it's all these things, man. And and you know it's crazy. Like I saw in New York, Trevor told me this. He was like, "You you need to speak slowly." Yeah, that's, that's how I wound up last learns. night. Yeah, yeah, because people go. First of all, we're trying to figure out what fucking accent is right. because South African accents isn't the stereotypical African accent right. that's in movies. Right. It's people don't know. Is it Australian? Is it right. English? Right. What, what the fuck's happening? So it's a crazy accent, so you got to speak slowly. Then the words we use are different to the right. words used in the States. So there's a bunch of things. And you know, as a comedian, you're trying to make your audience think as little as possible. Right. You're just trying to, because it helps with the rhythm. You're yeah. trying to yeah. keep, it on the, uh, keep it on the ball. So it's a very, it's a very difficult one. Like, uh, so all these, f like figuring all this shit out, like as a comedian, like I always say to young guys, and especially guys who get like, you kill once and you get an attitude yeah. like, this is not even the beginning. Yeah. Like you're a year in the game. Like I'm nine years in, I'm going into my 10th year, and I feel like I'm becoming the comedian I want to be. Sure. Like yeah. I'm saying shit that I want to say. That was the best advice. And that's what I, and that's honestly, I try to do this to people, I try to say this to people, but I don't have the reverence that, that the person who said it to me had. When they said it to me, so it's hard to say it and have it and have it have the effect. But Lisa Lampanelli was one of the first people I met in New York City. She'd been doing comedy, uh, I, I don't know how long at that point, but she was her star was on the rise. She just started getting Comedy Central. She was doing all this stuff, and I met her, and we sat down, and she looked me in the face, and she said, "This is gonna take ten years." Mm. I told you. And I was like, uh, you know, and I kind of like nod, and she's like, "No, no, no, you know, this is going to take ten years. So if you don't want this, don't do this." Because yeah. it's going to take, there's it's no shortcuts. It's going to take 10 years. I started a first 10, ten gigs. Kill, kill, yeah, kill. Yeah, of kill, course. Kill. You'd never heard laughter before. Like, oh, it was, you know what I mean? It was, I don't know, uh, there were laughs and claps, but I don't know, like, now the older you get, a kill is different. Right, right. You the, know what the, I mean? The level changes. And the, so, like, what, you, what somebody else thought was killing, you're like, man, yeah, I wasn't on tonight. Kill, kill, kill. 11th gig. Oh, damn. I died the worst fucking death ever, dude. There's a lady eating steak in the <laughs> front. <laughs> she literally stopped cutting a steak and looked at me and just shook her head like, <laughs> dude, she couldn't, she wouldn't even take a bite. I still fucking remember that lady's <laughs> face. I was just like, and it broke me. And because this is, this, this is pre-Trevor no face. Sure. There weren't gigs everywhere and right. every night. Right. So the next gig was two weeks. Right. Dude, That's for two weeks, insane. I was fucking depressed. Two my weeks, you hit, right. My mother didn't know what happened to me. Yeah. She's like, what the fuck happened at this comedy yeah. thing? Yeah, well, you can't explain it. And so, uh, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, why can't I keep forgetting his name here? Um, the, the host's name. Um, 
Jason. Jason, sorry. I meant like 40 people today. Jason uh, said it the exact opposite, which is uh, when you have a good set, that fucking good set, that thing lasts like seven days. Yeah, and yeah, it just hangs oh, in yeah. there. And, 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 there's, and when a comedian's confidence, oh, man. Oh. When a comedian's to- confidence and he's totally funny, different. Yeah, yeah. That guy is gone, bro. It's another level, yeah. So, yeah, man, it was just, it was difficult, like, Getting over that shit. Yeah, and then and that's why and that's and that's what you learn in New York is as soon as you have a bad set, you go. I gotta go back on stage. Oh yeah, yeah. you gotta go on stage immediately. You have a bad set, go find a fucking open mic. Oh, no, go find anything. Like, go to a go go to a bar and start telling people jokes in a circle. You know what I mean? I, you, anything to get out of that fucking hole. Yeah, man. It's for me. Like I'll never go out to a party after death. Yeah, I feel like I have no business being out. Right, I, it I feels sh- like that. Yeah, should not you feel daunting. invalidated as a person. It's crazy. See, that's the thing because when you bomb on stage, yeah, this is not a play. Yeah, when you bomb, when you kill as a comedian, you get all the glory. Yeah, your jokes are dope. Your original, yeah, your t- whatever uh-huh. you're dope. When you people want to hug you, they, they want to take pictures with this you. This motherfucker's shit. <laughs> I started in theater. So in a play, you go, the script was bad, yeah. the director was bad. Yeah. I'm, I was a, I'm a great, I'm a great, uh, I'm a thespian. Yes, the right. rest of the cast was shit. <laughs> I remember it all my life. <laughs> when you bomb as a comedian, they're like, that's it. No, that came no, from that was your you. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> you thought this shit was funny. So it's a bunch of, so there's pros and cons to it. Yeah. The thing is, I'd always say this to a comedian, like, do this shit if you really love it or don't even do it at all. Right. Because this will test your self-esteem like a motherfucker. It's just, yeah, it's the same notion. Like, you walk off stage sometimes and you're like, shit, I should have studied. Like. I should have studied. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck, this is the worst thing in the world. We lost the other video, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end this part. Of this. But let's say let's say we're forty minutes in. Let's let's okay. let's close it out. So you uh, uh, th- throw them your tell them uh, all your social media whatnots. Um, um, I'm Robbie. I follow you, Robbie Collins. R O B B Y, Collins underscore, on social media. Oh yeah, Instagram, Twitter, all the same. Yeah. I'm not on Twitter anymore. Okay, I hate Twitter. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Snapchat. You guys don't do Snapchat I out do, here. I used to do Snapchat, okay. but now I feel like Instagram does it. Yeah. So well, <laughs> no, but, but fucking, we love it. We love it in America. It's yeah, like yeah, your favorite yeah. thing. Yoga, I also think that your guys have a way better data plan, data plan. Yeah, that's true. That is our, true. Our, our data is very expensive. Yeah. Here. So I feel like we we try and keep that. That is true. Just blame it on the data. Um, Sweet. This is the Comedy's Best Kept Secret Tour podcast. Thank you for listening. We're on uh, Stitcher. We're on uh, Google Play. We're on iTunes, wherever you found us. Uh, we're also on the other thing. Uh, real quick, Robbie, you're in New York City. You got some stuff lined up. End of January. This episode will happen before that. Uh, you're in January through through March. I'm going to try my best to get you on the Comedy's Best Kept Secret Tour and a couple gigs out in in Pennsylvania, New York, what and whatnot. But otherwise, what uh, where else can they can they see you? Um, gigs that are lined up. <laughs> Well, just here in South Africa. If you follow my social media, yeah. you'll see where I'm performing. But otherwise, New York, I'm in New York and Montreal, and I'm just going to be gigging. Cool. Well, look out for this dude, man. He's super Sweet. funny, super hilarious. Uh, you guys will be uh, very thankful to go see him do comedy. Thank you so much, guys. Biscuit Secret Tour. Uh, get home safe, everyone. <laughs>